what it is, RJLA family. I am Angela Birdsong, your conversation piece host on Radio Justice LA Morning Wake Up Call at radiojustice.org for something new or unusual to talk about for stimulating conversation for you on the bus, train, plane, or simply at the water cooler or in Cubicle Nation. Today on Conversation Peace, as we continue with Men's Health Month, we meet Dr. Tony Oliver, who is a dentist of Oliver Dental Health, to discuss the importance of oral health, why do we hate going to the dentist, dental myths, root canals, and why your mouth is a window into the health of your body. Welcome to Conversation Peace. Dr. Tony Oliver, welcome to Conversation Peace. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I can't believe that I am sitting across from you and not laying flat in your chair. (laughs) (laughs) It's better this way, isn't it? It's so much better, so much better. You are a second generation dentist. Yes. Your father, Dr. Oliver, is first generation. Tell us, how did you get into dentistry? It's really quite simple. I'm a daddy's girl. Always wanted to do whatever my father did from things around the house. You know, I visited him when he was in dental school. It's a second career for him. And um, he had me come work for him one summer after college, and I just fell in love with it. Yeah, I just love working with people. I love working with my hands. It's a little artistic component to it. And, um, you know, just general um, helper kind of profession kind of thing. So that's why it interests me. And you said your your father this was not his first career choice. How did he get into dentistry? Um, He explained that it was something that he always wanted to do. But he went kind of the general route through college. Um, He was a math major, so he went into engineering. And he did that, but the whole time he dreamed of being his own boss. And for some reason, dentistry intrigued him. And so at some point, we were all in high school. Paula was still in junior high school. He decided to go back to school. And that was kind of an inspiration for us, even though... um, it was hard on the family a little bit financially for him to leave work. Um, my mom went back to work. He went to school. I went with him <laughs> sometimes because I was having my ortho done, ortho braces done at the school at the same time. And um, he was just really happy to go into a new profession. Where, where did he go to school? He did his dental training at USC. And you did your dental training at? His rival, UCLA, <laughs> right? It was a lot less expensive. <laughs> I bet. But still a very good dental school. Right. Yeah. Right. And here you guys are in the same practice. That's right. And your father recently retired. He recently retired. We practiced together for over 30 years. Yeah, he's a real inspiration to me. Yes. Wow. Now, so dental care. I don't like going to the dentist, but when I met you guys, it changed changed that a lot. But generally speaking, do people go to the dentist or what drives them to, to the dental chair? I think a large percentage of the population does not go to the dentist regularly, if at all, which is kind of sad. Um, more recently, we have higher dental IQ, so more people know to go regularly. But there's still a large percentage that don't, that don't go regularly. I think it's a silent disease. So people don't worry about it until they have something that bothers them. Even to this day, I have patients who say, oh, I have a cavity. It doesn't hurt. 
it's like, yeah, you don't want it to hurt because once it hurts, it's very deep and it's going to require something more than just a filling. So it's real important to have regular dental checkups so we can catch things like cavities or gum disease early. And it's um, just prevention. That's the key. Prevention. Yeah. What? So let's say you don't go to the dentist at all. What is there something you can do to to prevent cavities or or anything like that if you don't go to the dentist right I, I know that's what you should do but what kind of i don't know home well, dental it's, care it's can reg- you do? regular home care thorough tooth brushing um thorough is the key word there and flossing is real important a lot of people don't floss um it's tedious at first and a lot of people don't know the correct method and so a lot of people don't floss and um, so with um, regular thorough teeth brushing, meaning twice a day, sometimes three times a day, regular flossing, you can prevent a lot of dental disease. And I understand that, I, th- I think I saw this on, on your site, I'm not sure, yeah. but that we should brush after every meal we eat? Is that, is that the preference? Um, no, um, it's probably a preference, but if you brush twice a day, that pretty much will cover it for you and floss at least once a day. I actually recommend twice a day for better gum health. And then as we get older, I even recommend other little implements to clean between the teeth because the space between our teeth is bigger. So that's one of the things that I have patients implement into their uh, health care at home. Like like what? They're called soft picks or um, interproximal brushes. They look like or remind me of old pipe cleaners. We all had pipe cleaners, you know, in craft class when we were younger. They look like that, like many versions of that, and have little bristles on it. And you can kind of uh, move them back and forth to brush the roots of the teeth in between the teeth. Now, what is it about our oral health care that we take for granted? I think people think if it doesn't hurt, then there's nothing wrong with it. And like I said earlier, um, dental disease is very sneaky. It's silent. And so a lot can be going on without you even knowing it. And the only way to really know is to go to the dentist, have your regular checkups that consist of x-rays, because you can't see anything uh, between the teeth without x-rays. And um, so have, um, and also there's even uh, more dangerous things like oral cancers and things that can be detected, but only if you go to the, to the dentist. When I came to your um, dental practice, um, Oliver Dental Healthcare, that was the first time I ever had um, a dentist check for for cancer um, in my mouth, and I've never had experienced that. Is that something new? I would guess that it's relatively new. When I say relatively, probably last 10, 15 years, the uh, continuing education classes that we're going to are really stressing the importance of checking for oral cancers early, for early detection. It's on the borders of your tongue. It's underneath your tongue. It's in your the floor of your mouth. It's in your neck area. Um, you know, tumors can develop, and dentists can sometimes detect them before they become real serious. The cavities, I, I was looking on you guys' website. and what, what, is, what is the website? Oliver Dental Health. Oliver.com. OliverDentalHealth.com because we know people interactively listen to to radio and and television and Google stuff while while you're watching. So those of you guys who want to look up some of these teeth trivia that's on um, OliverDentalHealthCare.com, you will see that you guys said that in China, most people eat small quantities of sugar 
and that there are some entire cities that are cavity free. But in the country that has the most cavities per person is the United States of America. What is the main cause of, ca- of cavities? Is it sugar? Sugar and other carbohydrates. Um, the bacteria that are in your mouth naturally use carbohydrates, which sugar is a carbohydrate, and they use it and it breaks down to acid. And it's actually the acid that breaks down the tooth structure, the enamel structure on your teeth. And the more that you eat sugars and carbohydrates, that's more acid attacks. And so with them kind of um, being on top of each other, they make cavities. Yuck. <laughs> right, right. I'm glad I didn't have that donut earlier today. <laughs> yeah, as long as you brush and floss after, you're safe. Okay, yeah. so every time I eat something something sweet, I should brush my teeth? Um, You can, and again, there's something, if you do it twice a day, you're pretty much covering yourself pretty well. You know, if you want to do it midday, that's fine too, because it's unrealistic to think that you can brush after every meal. But if you do it twice a day, you pretty much cover yourself pretty well, definitely before you go to bed, because if you think you're having repeated attacks all day, you know, and then obviously, you know, uh, uh, with a toothpaste that has a little bit of fluoride to help, you know, that fluoride actually helps strengthen the enamel. And that's why it's preventative for cavities. Okay. And, yeah. I, and I know that there's another school of thought that thinks fluoride is poisonous to, to our body. You know, I've heard that too. Um, I'm not really up on that. I you know, um, I know that we've been using it for 100 years, and they haven't really been able to link that to any kind of disease um, or any really um, kind of uh, side effect of the fluoride. So I don't know. It works, I know, in preventing, helping prevent cavities. You shouldn't swallow it, obviously, you know, um, but... Um, you know, I'm talking about the levels in toothpaste. You yes. know, they have some flor- fluoridated water, and those populations tend to have uh, a much smaller incidence of cavities. So it's helpful. I don't know how detrimental it is to your health. I'm, again, I don't think any really um, bad health issues have been linked to, to fluoride use. Right. Hopefully, if it was something serious, the CDC <laughs> would, would be warn involved and, and, and warn us yes, hopefully. On, on those type of things. So fluoridated water, uh, fluoride toothpaste, yes. cutting down on the sugar, yes. brushing twice a day, and flossing, flossing twice a real day. Flossing is real important. A lot of people don't realize that flossing is so important it's not even funny. Right. I, and I started flossing twice a day after coming to you guys. That's so great. <laughs> I mean, honestly, for my patients who brush and floss and use the um, interproximal, uh, the, the, the cleaning implements that you use between the teeth, they have like these golden uh, exams when they come to me. Their gum health is really impeccable, so their cleanings don't hurt. They have very low incidence of cavity, if any at all. Um, it, those three things really do work well. And you know, in, in conversation piece, family, the reason why we have Dr. Tony Oliver on today is, is so that we don't take our oral health for granted. We don't wait until we have a, a toothache to go to the dentist. Or bleeding gums. Or bleeding gums. What causes bleeding gums? Okay, bleeding gums is like an advanced gingivitis. Everybody knows what gingivitis is. But basically, um, there's a ditch that surrounds every tooth, and plaque gets into the, uh, the ditch, and the bacteria in it are really destructive. They not only uh, cause your gums to 
um, swell. They also break down bone as it accumulates and moves down the root of the tooth. It actually destroys the bone that supports the teeth. So that's when it's considered um, gum disease is when it destroys bone. And it's really, really common in our adult population. Why is it? Because a lot of people don't floss and they don't go to the dentist regularly to detect it when it's, um, when it's early. And so is this something that you can physically see when people start to get the gum disease? Um, usually gums are swollen and red, and they usually bleed when, uh, when you brush or floss. When you brush or floss. Yes. Right. And, and, and June is, is National Men's Health Month. And this is one of the reasons why I wanted you to, sure. to come on to really to not just encourage every, you know, everybody, but, but men specifically to to go to the dentist because I know the men in my family they don't go to the I don't care how old they are unless unless they're young and you know and yeah. the, the parents are making them go to the dentist but once they hit college age they are not going to the dentist at all yeah unfortunately it's true it seems like men don't come as often as women do and they delay their treatment a lot longer Right, and we don't want toothless men. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. It's not really attractive, guys. <laughs> no, no, it, it's not. So, you know, so we really want to to encourage people to, to go to the dentist and yeah. practice good oral hygiene. Yes, can I stress that prevention is the key? And I have to also let you guys know, men and women know, that we can pretty much fix anything so you know, make a, an appointment with your dentist and get whatever's going on taken care of, and you can pretty much save your teeth. Right. And you were talking about dental diseases, oral cancer, gingivitis. What are some of the other oral diseases? Um, mostly just, you know, the I was speaking on decay and gum disease and oral cancers. Yeah, there's not, you know, a whole lot of other things. You know, but there's like a wide range of those things. Okay, well, that's, well, and that's good. That is not like a, a, a multiple amount of, of diseases. Sure. So this is really preventable. A lot of things are preventable. Yes. Uh -huh. Right. Obviously, oral cancers sometimes are not. Yes. You know, sometimes they're caused by tobacco chewing or smoking, that kind of thing. And obviously... If you don't do those things, that's a prevention. But some things are um, just like other cancers. Sometimes they just happen. But it's important, again, to get checkups so that they can be detected early and be treated early. And so those are the common health issues if you don't go to the dentist. Exactly. S simple. It's very simple. <laughs> Come to see your dentist. You I know? wish I knew you like 10 years ago because maybe I'll still have one of my molars in my mouth. Speaking of not having a molar, <laughs> let's talk about implants. Oh, implants. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Tell us about implants, Dr. Tony. Okay. So they have this <laughs> this really. And wait a minute. And I said it that way. I said it that way <laughs> so that you guys would know because I have a missing molar, um, Dr. Tony and her father, they've been trying to get me to to get an implant and in, and in, in, in there because I'm like I don't need anything in there can I and I was really being funny but I you know if I could put a pecan shell in there sometimes sure. like when I go to sleep at night just to keep to keep everything you know in place or what have you but but 
I guess I need an implant, but it just sounds so scary that a screw going in, in, in my jaw, and I'm like, I don't know. You'd be surprised how uneventful it is. It is a minor miracle. So they place a post in one appointment. It's, it is like a little screw, but it's really relatively painless. They do it under local anesthesia. That heals. And after it heals sufficiently, we can put a tooth on top of it. It really is your second chance at having a nice, almost natural tooth. They're miracles. They're miracles. Yes. And they keep everything else from moving and collapsing. They really are. And it helps with chewing. I mean, who wants to be able to just chew on one side? I chew on both sides. <laughs> you still do. Okay. <laughs> You'll chew better on the other side. I'll with chew better. An yeah, but there are some things that I tend to chew on the, the, the side where there is sure. a, a missing tooth. They're becoming more and more common. And uh, they're becoming more and more simple. Right. And... and and I, I know we're going to have to go to to a break um, um, soon, but like for instance, I'm on blood thinners, and the implant it just that that part sort of like scares me because I don't know it's just you know any type of invasive surgery for me is 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 serious. Yes, well, your surgeon, your dental surgeon, would coordinate with your doctor for you to be able to come off blood thinner a day or two ahead of time. And then once he does the surgery, you're golden. Yeah, yeah, they've got it all worked out. Right. So the implant, and, and I, I know everybody's like, is this Angela's personal <laughs> consultation on the air? Kind of, but it's also for you to, for those of you guys who have missing molars, missing teeth, you don't have to have that look. You can, and, and so you're, you're saying if you have the missing tooth, the other tooth, the, the teeth are going to adjust. Yes, they do. They compensate for the missing space. So teeth behind will lean forward to try to close the space. The tooth that opposes it, upper or lower, that opposes it will grow up and super erupt into the space. And it really just messes everything up. And there, so then there may be a need for, for braces. Um, yeah, braces can fix that situation. But again, if you prevent it in the first place. Also, implants isn't the only way to replace a missing tooth. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. you can do a removable appliance. You know, people have heard of flippers or partial dentures or uh, um, a unilateral partial denture, which replaces one or two teeth at a time. There's lots of ways to prevent that movement other than implant. Am I eligible for any of those things? Sure. For how my mouth looks? You can get a unilateral, absolutely. What's, what is that? It's just a little partial denture. You've probably seen partials. Maybe our grandparents. Oh, they got to come them. out. They would have to come <laughs> out. They would have to come out. But it Sorry. preserves the space for you. It's a, it's a nice space maintainer for you. I think I'd rather have the implant. Yeah. It's a much better option, I think, if I had to do it. Right, right. So so partials and, and, you, and it was something you said a bridge? A bridge is also an option. Um, why I prefer implants over a bridge is when you do a bridge, you have to actually file down the teeth on either side of the missing space and it compromises those teeth pretty much. Okay. So let's leave them whole. Let's mm-hmm. just place an implant. Probably cost, the cost is probably very similar. And uh, like I said, you have a, a, a second chance at a wonderful tooth pretty much for the rest of your life. Okay. All it's right. worth the money. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, um, we'll go to a break. I'm your host, Angela Birdsong, and you are listening to Conversation Peace with Dr. Tony Oliver of Oliver Dental Health. 
Stay tuned for more on keeping your grill and your smile right and bright. Whether you're 80 or 8, your oral health is important. Welcome back to Conversation Piece. I'm your host, Angela Birdsong, with Dr. Tony Oliver of Oliver Dental Health. We were talking about implants and the other options for implants. So the goal is to have all 32 teeth in place at, at, at whatever means that you need to do that um you actually don't need all 32 teeth um a lot of us get our wisdom teeth out and a large percent of us need our wisdom teeth out too many teeth in a smaller space they were from you know when we were neanderthals and needed more molars and so a lot of us don't have room for our wisdom teeth and so a lot of us get our wisdom teeth out and then a lot of us also get our first premolar out when we get braces because in my case I had my dad's teeth in my mom's mouth and so I was my teeth were crowded and so they took out my first premolars it's kind of the teeth between your front teeth and your molars and um and so I only have um 24 teeth yeah okay. I have 20 yeah I have 24 teeth and a lot of um 12-year-olds have 24 teeth <laughs> and I tell them you have as many teeth as I do <laughs> but yeah so you know, depending on the size of your mouth, it's important to have two molars, yes, at least one premolar, and then your front teeth, you know. Um, and it's real important to have all the spaces uh, filled, that's for sure. Okay, so if there's an opposing tooth, then there should be, if there's a blank, a, a, a gap, or missing tooth, then yes. and there's an opposing tooth, then that gap needs to be filled. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Wow. And so, and then wisdom teeth, what, what percentage of people um, have to get their wisdom teeth? Gosh, in my practice, I would say um, a really high percentage, probably 75%, maybe 80% need to have their wisdom teeth removed. I have very few adult patients that still have their wisdom teeth. Maybe it's even higher. So let me, thinking about it now, it's probably Mm -hmm. even higher. Maybe 90% of the population has to have their wisdom teeth removed. Wow, I still have mine. Do you really? I do. Oh my yes. gosh! Yeah, they haven't come down. Oh, they're impacted. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, good. Yeah. You didn't have to go through the trauma of having them out. Right, and I, you know, they're just just there. They never bother me. That's good. As they don't bother you, don't bother them. Right. Yeah. But yeah. a lot of people they don't come in all the way because they don't have the room. Um, some have wisdom teeth that are laying um, horizontal, or you know, kind of um, leaning a little bit, and so they don't erupt all the way and that usually causes problems in those cases we refer them to our oral surgeon who extracts them now i want to go back to to brushing um yes. real quick I, I know you know the brushing twice a day flossing twice a day tongue brushing how important is that it's pretty, is it, is it's, it? it's pretty important yeah um it helps um, to keep your breath fresh that's for sure you get plaque on your tongue as well so it's real important to brush your tongue as well as brush your teeth Okay, so everybody brush your tongues. Yes, <laughs> and brush it as far back as you can because the bacteria that actually cause bad breath are way on the back of your tongue. Oh, goodness. So almost choke yourself. Oh, goodness. Yeah. I have to brush again. <laughs> yeah, brush, it, brush as far back as you can. Okay, wow, wow. All right, all right. Now, um, are there any diseases that are some kind of way correlated with dental health care meaning like I know that people who have heart disease they have to um, be aware of of dental procedure yes that's a real important point um cardiovascular do I need to say that again because of the motorcycle yes please okay so people who have dental disease okay I'm sorry so so people with heart disease they have to be aware of dental care. Absolutely, it's really important at this point. Cardiovascular disease um, can be really um, made more severe by poor dental hygiene. Um, one of the really um, big factors if, if you have a, a, a compromised heart valve. Bacteria from your mouth, from gum disease, can get into your bloodstream and it can lodge on your heart valve and cause a lot of complications. Um, and that's not the only one. Um, diabetes uh, can um, make gum disease more severe. With, you know, friends with diabetes, family members with diabetes, they don't heal as well. And so if you have gum disease, if you have, um, uh, it doesn't heal uh, as well. And also the um, infections don't heal as well. And so it's real important for um, those of us with diabetes to have um, even more dental care you know, to make sure that we don't get things out of control. Did not know that. And I, I didn't understand the, the correlation between heart disease and, and oral health. So your, your mouth is... Full of bacteria. Full of bacteria. And obviously, if you're not taking care of this, it's even more bacteria. And the bacteria is very uh, dangerous. It gets into your bloodstream. Yeah, and kind of travels to different parts of your body that are uh, compromised. Interesting. Wow. So, um, so that that's why you guys have us fill out that large questionnaire. 
Absolutely. We need to be in tune with what's going on with your general health before and as we treat you as for your dental health. Are there any other diseases that connect with oral health? I read that uh, not only cardi- cardiovascular disease and diabetes, that strokes uh, can be um, caused, I use that word loosely, by um, gum disease. By And by the way, the, the term for gum disease is periodontitis. Oh. Thank you. So yeah, I heard that it was that um, that stroke may be caused or has something to do with um, poor oral health as well. Yeah, we need most definitely need need to go to the dentist. And with um, di- diabetes um, affecting so many people, oh my goodness, especially people of color, especially black people, oh. and and with this being Men's Health Month. We, we know that a, a lot of us have that because of just just bad eating habits. Yeah, and a lot of, of, uh, of um, people of color, again, are, are have uncontrolled diabetes, which is very dangerous. Um, you guys heard of amputations, blindness. Kidney failure, kidney, organ failure. Oh, my gosh, kidney failure, cardiovascular d- disease, death. So it's real important for all of our patients to uh, be checked for diabetes. Right. Right. So brushing, flossing, going to the dentist is is extremely important. Now, some some of the the dental myths, (laughs) like root canals are painful. They don't hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's kind of general. They usually don't hurt. Um, we have wonderful anesthetics now, numbing, um, our, our numbing um, medicines now really get teeth very numb, and there's different techniques to get them even more pro- profoundly numb. We can figure it out and get you numb enough to do a root canal. And so now explain what a root canal is, because everybody, everybody doesn't want a root canal. Those who've had a root canal because uh, I, I actually had one with you guys. And before I got it, everyone was telling me, and I, I'm literally saying everyone who had a root canal said, oh, it's horrible. Oh, it's, it's so much pain. Oh, oh. And then I got it and I told them, I didn't feel any pain. I actually fell asleep That's do, wonderful. doing the procedure. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Um, yeah, again, um, in general, if you have a really deep cavity, a cavity that's so deep that it gets into the middle portion of your tooth where your nerve is. So there's three layers, right? There's the enamel on the outside. The middle layer is the dentin. You probably saw these um, pictures when we were in elementary school. And right in the center of the tooth is where the uh, pulp chamber is and that's where the nerve is and also it has these little canals that go down into the roots of the tooth and so when someone has a cavity that's been going on long enough that it actually gets into that chamber where the nerve is you need a root canal because in in general it's infecting uh, the blood supply nerve supply of your tooth and it causes a lot of pain it does so a lot of times people are in severe pain before they come in to get the root canal and that's part of it right there but we can get you numb, we get the infected tissue out, we get the decay out, and we medicate the tooth. And then we put this kind of inert filling material down into the canals where the um, nerve used to be to seal it so it doesn't get reinfected. How many steps does it take to, how many visits, how many dental visits does it take for a complete root canal? Some 
people, some doctors actually do it in one visit. Usually the specialists do it in one visit. I like to do it in two visits. The reason is I want to get rid of the infected tissue and I want to put the patient on an antibiotic to get rid of, totally rid of the infection before I do the final root canal filling. Yeah. And it's also important I have to add that you get a crown on that root canal treated tooth because it's like when you break a leaf off a tree, it becomes brittle. It doesn't have a blood supply anymore, so it's not alive anymore. So it becomes brittle. So you have to put a crown or a cap on top of it to protect the tooth. Root canal, dispelling a myth <laughs> right here on Conversation Piece. What are some of the other dental myths? Um, if it doesn't hurt, nothing's wrong with it. <laughs> right. It was, it was <laughs> like broke like, I had a patient the other day. I said, oh, you know, you have a small cavity here. Oh, really? I didn't feel anything. It doesn't hurt. You don't want it to get to the point where it hurts. Um, and again, uh, early detection is key. So even though you don't feel anything, if nothing seems like it's wrong, that doesn't mean that something's not going on. But keep that in mind all the time. Make sure you get your regular checkups. And that, and this is for, and, and we haven't got, got into how having making your smile look bright and, and pretty and to the aesthetics of, 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 of dental um, health. But the actual, and I guess, I don't know, would that be considered dental health? When we talk about teeth whitening and everything? Yes. Just looking at, making it all look really pretty? Oh, it's part of cosmetic dentistry for cosmetic sure. Cosmetic dentistry, yeah. okay. And so there's lots of things. You've heard of veneers. You've heard of crowns. Um, bleaching. Um, yeah, okay. absolutely. It's cosmetic dentistry. Any kind of treatment to your teeth is considered um, cosmetic dentistry for sure. Right. But the first thing is, health. is the health. Yes. The, and the health part. Yeah. And in general, a dentist will not do the cosmetic part until you're nice and healthy. Wow. And, and I really want, want to want to emphasize because it's because th I didn't know about the correlation between diabetes and, and having good oral health. And that it, it takes a while for, it's, it's a longer time for you to heal. Um, our challenges in, in healing are, are getting infections out of the mouth. And, and so many of our people have diabetes. So if you guys are listening and, and you're diabetic or you, your, your parents are or somebody that you know is, and you know they do not go to the dentist Please tell them to go so they can um, take take care of themselves. It's so very important. I really um, stress the importance of taking care, uh, everybody to take care, but especially uh, diabetic patients. Diabetic patients, right? Wow, that and that and that's just and and one of the other reasons why, and I, I probably said this in in another show because this is my my second one doing something for uh, Men's Health Month, but my father passed. Um, recently and and dad he didn't go to the dentist regularly uh, and it was and and, and uh, unfortunately he was diabetic and he had congestive heart failure so he had all he had the, the two um, diseases that were important for good oral health care and he had a massive stroke. Oh, my gosh. From, you know, it's, it was just so it's it, but, but I really wanted, you know, I wanted to do to do the these shows um, about for Men's Health Month so that 
we can make sure that our fathers, our brothers, our uncles, our cousins, our husbands, our, our sons are, are taking care of themselves. And, and I'm not saying that, you know, we, we expect to live forever, but we should have a better quality of, of life. And you're not healthy if, you're, if your um, mouth is not healthy. Right. And just because you can't see it doesn't mean that it's, there's not something going on. Right. So it's so important to to go to the dentist so then you can get to the cosmetic. Absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> the cosmetic part of, of everything. Um, but but before we get to the, you know, I think we'll talk about the cosmetic when we come back from from a break. Dental fluorosis. Are you familiar with that term? Because I just came across that and, and it was talking about going back to the fluoride, saying that it's a defect of teeth marked by increased porosity of the enamel and it's yeah so fluorosis in general is caused by um too high a concentration of fluoride oh exactly and it discolors the teeth at a high concentration and so you've probably uh, seen certain um people who have a darkened shade to their teeth yeah Okay. Yeah, and it's just too high concentration. And some areas in the country probably have too high a concentration of fluoride in their water. Probably Flint, Michigan. Oh <laughs> no. my gosh, Flint. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and who and who knows where else? Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Luckily, here in California, we don't have that problem. Right. Yeah, but fluoride can be very protective, but it can also discolor teeth. What what and what can be done about the the dental fluorosis? The only thing you could do is cover it up, really. You know, with veneers, um, yeah, and veneers can be either acrylic veneers or porcelain veneers. Porcelain veneers are gorgeous. It's a wonderful alternative, you know, for you. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and then just to improve the cosmetics of it, you can't really bleach fluorosis out of the teeth. Okay. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. Well, well, let's go to a break. I'm Angela Birdsong, and you are listening to Conversation Piece on RadioJustice.org. We'll be back with Dr. Tony Oliver of Oliver Dental Health. So cute. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
A lot of happiness and smile. Some 100 million Americans fail to see a dentist each year, even though regular dental examinations and good oral hygiene can prevent most dental disease. Welcome back to Conversation Peace on RJLA. I'm your host, Angela Birdsong, with Dr. Tony Oliver of Oliver Dental Health Care. We were getting ready to go into cosmetic dentistry. Teeth whitening. Is it safe? Are most people doing it? And can you do it too much? Oh, my gosh. It's super safe. Um, there's several different methods for doing it, several different. Um, so in general, we use a, a peroxide that bleaches teeth, and they come in different concentrations. So you could do like an at-home kit with a much lower concentration, let's say 20%, maybe 25%. You could do an in-office um, kind of boost kind of high impact kind of bleaching with about a 45% um, hydro, um, carbonamide peroxide um, mixture. But it is safe. Um, it can make your teeth sensitive because it causes the teeth to be uh, porous, but only for a small period of time until your saliva kind of re um, uh, generates that enamel and kind of closes the pores a little bit. But it's a wonderful, wonderful treatment, you know, for cosmetics. I do think some people overdo it. You know, it's to me, a pretty smile is something that looks natural. Um, but, you know, kind of each to each his own. If you like your uh, smile that white, they call it ultra white, go at it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I like a, a, a nice, natural kind of white smile. Yeah. It's a lo- and it's a large range of, of uh, shades of teeth that are very attractive. What, what are some of the causes to, for teeth yellowing? Age. Age is a good one. And, you know, another one that I notice is undeveloped or uh, enamel tends to be a little more yellow. So, and you know, let's take my kids, for example. My daughter, Cameron, had a, a little bit of yellow to her teeth um, um, as a teenager. And um, her reward for getting her braces off was to do a, a mild bleaching kit uh, at home. Um, yeah. And so it seems like as... Uh, as um, Enamel matures. Sometimes it brightens up. And then also as it matures even further, it yellows. So as we age, it tends to yellow more. And again, a nice, quick bleaching treatment at the office or a take-home kit can really brighten your smile and make a big difference. It makes you more youthful to have a, a brighter smile. Uh, can medication cause the teeth to yellow? That's a good question. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I'll have to to look that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right. No, because someone had. Um, oh, you know, one that mm-hmm. is kind of an extreme case. There was uh, there's tetracycline staining. Um, we don't see it so much anymore, but um, maybe a generation ago, maybe even when I was a child, if a child had a high temperature, um, tetracycline was one of the medications that were given. And depending if it was given while the teeth were developing, it incorporated into the developing enamel and caused pretty severe uh, staining of the teeth. So there, there is a medication. I don't know if they use it anymore. You don't see it so much in the younger generation. But in my generation, for sure, there was tetracycline staining. Um, and generally it was someone who was very sick as a child and they were given antibiotics um, for a high fever or infection or whatever. Now, do, do you recommend teeth whitening after you get everything taken care of in your mouth? Or, 
or before? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's an easy one. Yeah, definitely after. We want the patient to be nice and healthy in their mouth before we bleach their teeth, for sure. Right, because, you, you know, because I, I would think, oh, let me get my pretty white teeth. Yeah. And then we can do all, all of these uh, other things. Yeah, you'd be hard-pressed to find a dentist who do that, who do that for you. Right. Well, that's that's a good practice there. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what about the replacing of the fillings, the the the, the mercury now with the with the white? I don't even know what it is. OK, so we use now tooth colored filling. It's called a, a composite and it's an acrylic and it's really hard. Um, a lot of uh, us grew up with silver amalgam fillings that did have mercury in them. Um, there's a school of thought that says that the mercury gets into your bloodstream or whatever and causes health issues. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think we've been using amalgam safely for 100 years, and it might be just, um, I don't know, there, there's all kind of conspiracy theories going on. Oh, it might be true. I just don't think so. Um, but to a lot of um, us like to replace the silver amalgam um, with the white or tooth colored composite filling because it's much more attractive. Um, and also silver amalgam fillings after lots of years break down along the margins and uh, bacteria can work its way under it and re-decay a tooth or, you know, a tooth can fracture. And a lot of times we just uh, automatically replace those with tooth color fillings. But there's some times when I still use amalgam you know, it's in severe cases, usually if there's a really deep, big filling that needs to be done, I'll usually do that with silver amalgam because the prognosis for the tooth is better. I know I, I want to get my, my teeth whitened for, for sure, but I got way too much dental work <laughs> that I got to do. So I guess I'm going to have to wait, wait on getting that, 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 sm that bright smile that, that I'm trying to um, um, accomplish, like yeah. like you guys say on your side, keeping your bite healthy and bright. So I'm still on the healthy side, and Absolutely. then I'll then I'll get to the to the bright side yeah. e eventually. And Andrew, I have to tell you, as long as you're healthy, we can bleach your teeth. I mean, the implant that doesn't um, deter from the health of your teeth. It's just something that kind of has to do more with the, your alignment and everything. So if you're decay free, if you're um, if you're uh, Gum. Mm -hmm. Gums are healthy. Mm -hmm. You can bleach for sure. Okay. Okay. Well, I still have a few things that I know okay. I need to get taken <laughs> care of and get, get an appointment over there with you guys. Now, so what's new in dentistry? New in dentistry. Um, the digital x-rays are relatively new. Um, lasers keep developing and becoming better and better. There's a uh, system called CAD-CAM, and that's like a 3D printer. And some offices um, can take either a, uh, use like a computer kind of camera and measure your tooth. And uh, it can go to this machine called a CAD-CAM, and it can fabricate a crown right there, or a filling for that matter. So those are pretty new. Those are pretty new. They're pretty innovative and pretty kind of cool. I know that um, when I went to you guys um, and you did the x-rays, that is like immediate. Yes, we love digital x-rays. And also we can um, see better. We can, there's certain um, uh, functions 
on uh, just in the computer. So there's certain functions that can help us detect cavities better and detect um, all kinds of things better. Yeah, gum disease better. We can see things below the gum. We can see a lot in the bone. We can see everything better with the digital X-rays. Right, and I'm and I'm hoping as everybody is listening that that they're like, oh, let me call my dentist. When was the last time I went to the dentist? Let me call the the kids who are in college who are out of the house right now and make sure that they go to the dentist or let me call grandma and grandpa and make sure that they go to the dentist because they got the sugar. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. And we don't want, you know, any other type of issues happening um, with that can be preventing dental diseases and I'm, I'm just sprinkling that in there because I know some people are like why are they talking about teeth why are they talking about the you know dental care because it's so important and it's one of the things that 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 we ignore with with our our, our health program absolutely we'll go and and do everything else but we will neglect our teeth and, and now so with ortho with orthodontists Will they put braces on you if you have some cavities in no, there? No, they okay. won't. Absolutely not. Yeah, you have to get a clearance from your general dentist before the orthodontist will put braces on. Okay, okay, that that's that's good to know because I know there's a lot more people that I see with, with braces on. Um, more even our age absolutely you know, yes. people have is not so much with school age and, and teenagers anymore. Absolutely. But but adults sure. have have braces now. Um, words of wisdom for inspiring dentists. Um, because you're, you're second generation. I, I'm second generation. I have yes. to tell you, I've been doing it for 35 years and I still absolutely love it. Um, it's a wonderful profession. It's kind of like a nine to five. You can be your own boss or you can work for somebody else. You can do it part time or full time. Um, it's a helper profession. If you like, you know, uh, helping people achieve optimal health you know um it's just so many wonderful things about it if you're artistic there's a lot of artistic components to it and you just develop wonderful relationships like i have with miss angela's here you know with your patients that that you treat over the years it's been really rewarding and apparently it kind of rubbed off because now my daughter is applying to dental school Get out of here. Third generation. Third generation. So everybody, keep your fingers crossed that she gets accepted to a wonderful dental school somewhere. And then she can come in and take care of us as we get older. Is this the daughter who graduated from Williams College? She did, yes, last year. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And, and, and my, my youngest sister, Tia Birdsong, is still at Williams College, where, where your daughter graduated Fabulous school. from. Yes. Small, unknown gem. Right, in, in, in the state of Massachusetts. Wow, third generation of, of dentists. I think that is, oh, and I know your father. Oh my gosh, never been a, a prouder grandfather than when he heard that she was applying to dental school. Right, so the, the, the family practice yeah. will continue. Absolutely. Wow. We're all thrilled but, about that. Yes, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure. Okay, so we got the words of wisdom for inspiring dentists. This is something that, oh, and okay, and not just being a dentist, but we have a whole support staff. Oh, absolutely. In, in oh, also. my gosh, yes. There's so many different areas of dentistry that you can work. Um, 
you can start with the front office staff. We have an office manager uh, who pretty much runs all the business aspects of the office. We have the dental assistant who is like my right hand. They make sure everything's taken care of so that I can treat the patient. Um, we have the hygienist who specializes in cleaning teeth and keeping your gums healthy. There's a dental lab that fabricates the restorations for us, restorations, crowns, bridges, veneers. We have a lab that we send off to. People own their own labs or they work for labs. Um, and then there's a whole lot of specialties in dentistry as well, starting with the oral surgeon who pulls your teeth and does um, um uh, implants and he does surgeries for accidents and he does um, all kinds of wonderful uh, surgical type of things. We have the endodontist who does who specializes in root canals. When if a root canal is too complicated for the general dentist, we send it to that specialist. We have the gum surgeon. If your gum disease is very advanced, we send you to that specialist and he can really save your teeth with the, his specialty. And there must be something else. Oh my gosh! But a lot of a lot of career pathing. A lot of different career paths. I can't even name them all. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's that's good because I I I've, I've been um, just touching upon um, a tad bit in conversation piece to let our youth know, or some of our adults who are changing careers, that this is obtainable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. My dad went back to school. Um, I think he was 37 when he went back to school to become a dentist. Yeah. Right. After do, having a career in aerospace. Right. And so you could pretty much change, you know, at any age. And, you know, if that's what you want to do. Right. Right. Okay. So story. dental Oliver dental health.com. They have a wonderful website. You can find out about, Teeth trivia, tips for parents. Um, they have the the different um, procedural um, PDFs on there about root canals and and all the other type of dental procedures that that you may not even get to see and don't even know about. So that it would be less frightening. Absolutely, to educate yourself before you even uh, go to the dentist. Right, right, Doctor Tony. Thank you so much for coming on the air with me today. I really appreciate you just giving us tidbits and good general education about having dental health care. Thanks so much for having me. It was an honor to be here. Great. Well, I'm Angela Birdsong, and you have been listening to Conversation Peace on RadioJustice.org with Dr. Tony Oliver, who tells us how to keep our bite healthy and bright.
Thank you to my conversation piece guest, Dr. Tony Oliver of Oliver Dental Health, who says, keep your bite healthy and bright. Thank you to Leslie Radford, Adam Rice, Tucker, and Michael Washington of MWSO for the opening and closing theme song. And always you, our RJLA family. Please look for us on Radio Justice Facebook and give us some love, give us some likes as you listen to us worldwide anytime on RadioJustice.org. I'm Angela Birdsong once again thanking you to let me share this special experience of conversation piece on Radio Justice LA Morning Wake Up Call with you. Remember to be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be brave, be courageous, and let all that you do be done with love. <laughs>